Good evening. Good evening. This is Dave and Gwen's uh, Baby Boomer Show. Today is uh, November 28th. 28th. It is uh, almost 9 p.m. Mm-hmm. West Coast evening. time. We have some sad, sad news. My dad died yesterday. At about 2 o'clock? Yeah. He's, um, he was 84 years old and... I often feel that sometimes I don't even want to say what an age is because I don't, I don't think that's relevant. But he um, he did have bladder and prostate cancer, and the last two months he'd been pretty sick. But we did have hope. We had hope for more time with him. We actually thought he would have he would have more than yeah, yes, a yesterday. Yeah. But you know when you being a non medical practitioner you know when you guess two months three months six months one week you don't know we just got the word from the doc last week was it it was Cavens oh that he was dying that but that he was on the back nine in in a very very short night they diagnosed him he he ended up with an uh, an infection an E. coli infection and he'd been in the hospital and we ended up putting him in a convalescent center because he was so weak and he couldn't really ambulate, so we needed help. And he was scared to death of going into one. But I'll tell you, if you're ever looking for a good place in Santa Barbara, the Santa, Santa Barbara, Barbara convalescent was yeah. incredible. I I have a history of teaching nurse assistants in the nursing homes in Santa Barbara, and I I think I was always afraid that somebody would end up in one. But my God, this place was incredible. Yeah, just the caring um, it could not have done. I have nothing but good things to say about them. Yeah. Um, anyway, so, you know, he just, they diagnosed him as failure to thrive, which, you know, he had lost about 60 pounds over several months. Uh, we actually looked at a picture of him today between, was it May of this year? May of this year? Yeah. And today, it's it, it, it really interesting to see the degradation of... Yeah. But he did not want to die. He still had an incredible strength. No, he didn't think he was dying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He came to our mm. house. We, we went and picked him up, and we, we brought him to our house on Thanksgiving. Now, keep in mind, that's less than 48 hours ago. But, but, the only, but he was so weak that to get him to stand up from the wheelchair, not really move his feet, but to turn and plant his butt in the car seat. But he was because he was so thin. Right. That was that was the project. I mean, that's all he did. That's all we could do. But he really wanted to come to our home. So yeah. we, we set it up so that he could be out back. We had a chaise lounge that he could lay on. And I made his wife's dressing. We call her Nana. And turkey, and uh, he actually le- he actually participated in the the prayer, the family yeah. prayer. We kind of went around the table, and everybody said what they were thankful for. Kind of hard to understand him because yeah, well, well, his teeth weren't fitting real well. And, yeah, but he did say he complimented our backyard. You know, we have done a major remodel in our backyard, but he was he was oriented, and mm-hmm. I talked with him. I sat with him and talked with him for a while, and talked to him about with my brother, who is also involved in this care, and. Talked to him about, you know, maybe we should think about setting him up with hospice. And he said, no, Gwen, I'm not ready for hospice. I'm not there yet. I mean, he really had an incredible desire to live. But he also had told us several times that he was so afraid of dying like my mother died with really, really bad pain. And uh, 
he had said that you know he wanted to die quick. Well, anyway, so most people do. <laughs> yeah. So David and and my brother, we had dinner and they took him back to his to his room, and they both felt he looked bad. We when 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 her brother and I transported him and we got him into his room and we were leaving his room. I I not being the medical person, but kind of the gut looking at somebody, I turned to her brother and said, oh, I really don't feel good. I really, really, truly don't. Of all the times, in all the to- all the situations I've seen him, I really don't feel good about this one. And he concurred. He says, I, I, I don't either. He just, he just didn't look good for whatever blend of reasons. So anyway... Black Friday comes yesterday, and I get a phone call about 8.30 in the morning from the convalescent home saying that he had passed out twice. So I said, what What do you mean? What happened? You know, they checked his blood sugar, they checked his oxygen, blood pressure, everything was fine. But I remember calling my brother, and I called Dave, and I said, I don't think this is good. This is This is not good. So we had not planned on going over there yesterday. Because my twin brother and his wife were coming down to see him. So I said, well, since he had had a bad morning and they probably couldn't take him out for a smoke because they were going to keep him in bed, let's go take him for a smoke. So we stopped at the nursing home around 2 o'clock. As we're walking into the nursing home, the charge nurse and the director of nursing greet us and said, please come in the office. So we did. And I knew then that something was wrong. And uh, she said, your father stopped breathing and is, he has no pulse. And I remember that feeling of, oh my God, wait a minute, I'm not ready for this. This is not right. So I said, let me see him. So Dave and I walked down and we saw him. And they were cleaning him up and they were being very gentle with him. And his eyes were half closed, which is you know so typical of somebody who's died. He was still a little warm, but he was apparently dead. And that feeling of, oh my God, you know, I, I the whole afternoon, it was like, I, I'm in this surrealistic state of, he really died. You know, I think you, you, you always know when somebody has a terminal illness or the physicians are telling you they're going to die, that they're going to die, but you just don't really think it's going to happen, especially your dad and mom. They're like, <laughs> they're invincible. Anyway, so we spent the afternoon... With, and it was wonderful. My whole, my, the family who live locally and, and my twin and his wife, we went to the mortuary and we, we chose this casket. It was so cool. My twin chose this casket and my, my twin had a stroke about 15 years ago and he has some brain damage as a result. And it was a beautiful thing what he did. And, um, we made the arrangements and now today we're kind of dealing with we went to our we went to his home Dave and I went to his home and we cleaned out his refrigerator and just kind of realizing that he really did die yeah even though he's 84 it doesn't matter he's still my dad yep I, I know I know it's hard for everybody of anybody that's listening where you've had a death of somebody in the family and you go into the where they were live where they had been living, knowing that forever they will be silent and going in and 
the, that whole process of... Well, I was the last one to pull him out of there when he got sick. And he walked to my car. So we go into his house and there's his slippers and his jacket. Everything like he left it, you know. Anyway, we just wanted to share that story because we know many of you in our age group. And the baby boomers are losing family. Mm-hmm. You're losing our parents. Well, Dave and I have lost... We finally are equal. We finally have lost both of our parents. And I told my oldest son that we're now the elders of the tribe. (laughs) Kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. But um, he also was a World War II vet, Mm -hmm. which is very important to him. And we are hoping to have a military funeral. Well, we are. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know what I feel. I just feel kind of sad. Yeah, you're, yeah. I'm sad. Yeah. Because uh, I'm still a little girl even, even who though, lost her daddy. Yeah, even though, you know, really, he it was expected that he would not survive. But you just don't think. But it's that. still, you know, he smoked three packs a yeah, day. Yeah. You know, it he it was expect. This was expected. What happened was expected. Well, but not, not it yet, is. Not but yet. It, but it's sad. It's horribly sad for all the reasons. It's it's it, it, it's sad. It's it's sad. Anyway, so we're sitting here, and I have a drink, and Dave has a drink, and uh, we wanted to share our sadness. And so, but one the, thing, my sons, my sons are coming to the funeral. My family's coming to the funeral, and. But he was he was a man who influenced many people. He was mm-hmm. he was a son of a bitch on some things, but he also was he was a good man, and I'm blessed to have had him as my father. Mm-hmm. And I love and him as a father-in-law too. And um, I just want him to be happy with my mom. I want him to be an angel. I know. Anyway, one thing is we tried going to a movie today. We feel compelled we to talk about out. it. Going to a movie after your uh, after your dad died, died the day before, and just didn't not work. the best part of the menu. We saw old dogs and we walked out. Uh, four, uh, four thumbs I down. Tell you, I couldn't tell if it was four thumbs good down. Or not. I, I don't think it was. <laughs> yeah. But I found myself thinking John Travolta and his wife, who was in the movie, and losing their son. Yeah. Death is hard. Yep. It's so hard. No and matter we how. Just ask all of you to cherish every second you have with one another and love the one you're with. And I had that, I had that moment on Thanksgiving of being with them. And, mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, I'm just a, a blessed lady, and I. And we'll keep them in our hearts. Thank you, everyone, for listening. This love is, you, Gwen. This is Gwen. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I love you too, honey. Bye.